1: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Barron's Live Market Watch Edition. I'm Jeremy Owens, Tech Editor and San Francisco Bureau Chief for Market Watch. Joining me today is Susan Gonzalez, founder and CEO of AI and You, a nonprofit attempting to help people understand and combat the influences of artificial intelligence. Welcome, Susan. Thanks so much for joining us today.
0: Thanks for having me.
1: Now, Susan's here to discuss how AI is going to be used in the 2024 election, which we're now less than a year away from. We are in the 2024 election cycle as of last week or so. Um, And we expect AI to be used to misinform and disinform voters. It's undoubtedly going to happen, and that fact appears to be pretty well known. Uh, a recent poll from the Associated Press and their partners showed that 58% of U.S. adults believe AI will increase the spread of false and misleading information during the current election cycle. And, and yeah, I've got to tell you, one of those people is sitting right here in this chair talking at you right now. And I would imagine, Susan, that you sit in that camp as well, right?
0: Absolutely. <laughs>
1: So let's talk about specifically how this is going to happen. Now, we've been through the 2016 and 2020 election cycle so far um, and seen a lot of fake news, fake events even spread on social media. Um, and we're going to, I think, see that what, what you know, the, the poll is saying, what I believe is that those same type of things will just spread more easily um, and be more confusing Obviously, we're also going to see some deepfake videos and audios. We've already seen a Ron DeSantis ad using faked audio from Donald Trump. Kind of talk us through, you know, that and and what else we might see along with chatbots and other things in this election. Oh, we might have lost Susan. It appears we did. I think it's helpful to. to Can you
0: hear me?
1: Yeah, yeah, you're just breaking
0: oh, up a little sorry. bit there. <laughs> I was going to say, let... okay, uh, how's it working now? I hear you. Okay, got it. Okay, so what I was saying is I think it's helpful to take a step back when we're looking at this election, because I'm often asked, well, why is it so different this time? You know, why, why, why are these deep fakes happening? So think about it. Four years ago during the last election, we weren't able to shop grocery shop online. You know, we weren't able to easily watch our next favorite streaming movie because it's recommending what we like. There are so many things that we can do today because of advanced technologies that we couldn't do four years ago. It's those technologies that are allowing all of these things to happen this time. So four years ago, it you know, a deep fake, which by the way is um, a fake uh, <laughs> <Right>. video, <laughs> you know, uh, it doesn't even have to and, be. And TV. even in 2016, in. We,
1: we saw a fake Hillary Clinton video that was so obviously fake, right? And social media rushed right. to take it down, ban it from the platform. But anybody who watched it with a sense of, of knowledge would know that that was fake. Now these videos and audio have become so much better at the, the rapid pace of technological advance.
0: Yeah, it's not only that, it's that, you know, four years ago, it might have required somebody who, let's say, was in the tech industry to create that Hillary deepfake. But today, you and I could do it in our living room. I hired a 17-year-old family member a few months ago to create a deepfake so I could understand it more. And within eight hours, he hadn't, he hadn't even considered, he didn't even really know what his deepfake was. Within eight hours, he was able, he was able to create a rough one. With both candidates uh, or two two candidates, so that is just reflective of how easy it is for people to make these things that might look real, that might look like a, a an official advertisement that we're used to in past elections. So the real the onus, unfortunately, is on voters' design. Like we need to we need to take the action to protect our vote.
1: Yeah, for sure. And the thing is, like, this is gonna be coming from all sides, right? This is going to happen from the political action committees that are backing candidates, putting out these advertisements. But just like we saw in in previous elections, there will also be foreign influence, right? There are groups that attempt to come in and and Mm -hmm. use these to inflame. And a lot of those, uh, you know, groups are not looking to sway your vote one way or the other, per se, they're looking to inflame. They're looking to increase tensions between Americans. They're looking to get you angry and whatever's going to get you angry, even if it's real, sometimes they will work to increase the spread to increase the anger. And they're just looking to do that. Right.
0: Absolutely. And, and it's helpful for people to understand what's happening here. Right. So if you're on social media, the technology is learning from our behavior so let's say you're an independent voter and you might be open to a number of different conversations will those clicks then essentially create you as a target if you will for misinformation from campaigns so um, your data is is accessible to let's say a campaign um, strategist for example and they would then be able to send you an ad that might sway your vote they're not going to know you're, you know, Mary Smith living on X street, but they are going to know you're a woman living in X town or X zip code. So so campaigns can hyper target their outreach this time as they weren't able to last year. And keep in mind, this is not just on social media misinformation. Um, this is AI generated fundraising letters may or may not be real. These are, you know, the AI, this election is going to take robocalls to a whole new level. Um, The technology is so acute when it comes to voice that who knows who's actually calling or how it was recorded. And then certainly on social media. But then also, if you think about it, typically, you know, in the past, we would watch broadcast news and get our information about um, elections. And then we would see these political commercials come up and that will still happen. The trick here is that broadcast stations are not legally allowed to alter a political campaign. So it could be a deep fake all to be determined, but the most important thing for people to understand is, because like, I'm often asked, well, what do we do about it? Like what laws or how, how can these people can't get into trouble? Unfortunately, the um, tech, fortunately and unfortunately, the technology has advanced so quickly that there are no guardrails, there are no regulations, there are no rules, um, there are no consequences. So this year, we as voters are going to have to question everything we see, read and hear. That's all we can do. Um, You may have seen that some of the um, social media companies have recently announced that they're not going to allow deepfake content on their site and that they're going to require some type of mark on it. Well, I think that's great and that's well intended, but I'm not sure how realistic that is as far as um, managing it.
1: Yeah, for sure. How are you going to do that? How fast are you going to react to it? Right. Is a big question because this stuff spreads fast. Like the, the tactics we've already seen in 2016 and 2020 to spread this content using bot armies and and planning, you know, on, on Mm -hmm. telegraph and, and using these AI tricks and tips to try and spread this quickly. It'll get out there before these social media companies can do anything about it. And then exactly what they're going to do about it is a big question, right? We see Twitter now is trying to use community notes, right that you know they'll try and get somebody that's on the platform to come and say oh this is fake but those community notes use votes from the community to decide what's relevant and what's not if you have that bot army and you can go rig that vote that still is going to spread that community note is not going to stop it you know if it gets viral it gets viral and how soon can they get it off how soon they will they get it off i mean it seems like social media companies were much more vigilant hitting into the 2020 election after the effects of the 2016 election than they are now, today. They seem to be backing off a little bit and trusting their own AI to do that work.
0: I think you're absolutely right. I was just reading something this morning about a social media company that mentioned that they were going to rely on AI to do some of the monitoring Because, unfortunately, what has happened with a lot of the um, layoffs in the tech industry over the past six months, past year, is a lot of the people that were hired to monitor content were those, a lot of them, who were laid off. So, yes, these companies will now need to rely on AI. And, you know, AI does some incredible things, particularly in the health um, industry. And at the same time, it can be biased. I mean, we know that. so having an AI monitor the content may not be the one-stop shop to, to solve the issues, um, but again, unfortunately, it's going to come back to us as voters. And I would say, particularly, you know, if you look at marginalized communities, meaning women, people of color, disabled, LGBTQ, and others, the last several elections have been decided by marginalized communities or have significantly been influenced by these communities And so one would conclude that marginalized communities could be specific targets um, with misinformation in the coming months in in an effort to sway votes. And so I think the best thing that we can do is just to really question something if something seems so strange, to question it. Uh, Someone I was recently speaking somewhere and someone said, "You know what? I'm just going to rely on the debates. (laughs) I'm not (laughs) going (laughs) to." I'm going to make my decision on the debates. So, yeah, but then
1: watch out for the commercials that come on during those debates, you know? <laughs> okay. um, or, yeah, or I mean, I think.
0: Show up for the debates. <laughs> right, right.
1: Um, I, I really think, you know, the first thing that a listener needs to do, and, and before I go into this, let me just say that if you have questions, specific questions, please put them in the chat. We'll address those toward the end of this discussion. There is also a link to the AP poll that we discussed earlier. Um, I, I think the, the number one thing I hear you saying and that people need to take from this is realize what those AI algorithms, what these algorithms see you as right? Because that's how they're going to try to get you. If you, especially if you are in a battleground state, mm-hmm. if you are in a group that is going to really matter in that mm-hmm. battleground state, right? Like, you know, mm-hmm. it, exactly. You're a woman in Ohio, man, you're going to get hit. Right. And, and these are the things you need to know. So you'll know if you're a target, right? As, as a dude in California, that California's it's going to the Democrats, nobody cares, right? I am probably not going to get targeted as much as a woman in Ohio, a, a, a black woman in Georgia, right? And, and these will not only be targeted with misinformation in an attempt to get you to vote one way, but to get you to not vote at all, right? To anger you and get you so angry with the entire system that you just don't vote. And, and so knowing what type, if you will be targeted, and realizing how they're going to target you is probably the best way to think about it when you're on social media or are seeing these commercials is realize if they're targeting you and how they're targeting you and really think about it. And also looking at who it is, right? This is what I stress so much. Is this a news organization you follow that's showing up in your Facebook stream, your Instagram stream, your Twitter stream, or is it some random organization you've never heard of that's liked by your crazy uncle in Wisconsin, right? You really have to, when you see a piece of information, think, who is giving me this information? How, why am I receiving this information? Do they pay for me to receive this information? And, and, and do I trust this person giving me this information? Um, what other specific tips and tricks can you can you give, Susan?
0: Well, I do just want to expand on something you mentioned. You know how, how how misinformation can be used. It's not just with deep fakes, and it's not just the fake commercials, and it's not just in social media. It is also, for example, misinformation being sent out on election day or the day before in these communities. You know, erroneously saying, "Oh, your um, polling um, location is closed," or something happened and that site is not open. You're not going to be able to vote today. These are the types of things that are real as far as possibilities. And we need to alert everybody, your family and friends, and and to really spread the word that the game is different. This is a digital election, unprecedented in content that we may or may not see up until we actually cast the vote. So you know, the game is on. I mean, we are we are, as you mentioned, you know, less than 12 months away from the election. Um, and and anything is possible.
1: Yeah, what you bring up there is something I really wanna stress here. We're we're talking about the 2024 presidential election and what's happening. The biggest danger is not in the presidential election, it is in your local elections, Mm -hmm. which I, I will stress are more important to you and your life and your community than the presidential election could ever be. And the use of this type of technology can sway those elections. Much greater and be more targeted toward you because your local people know what you are better than, than the national folks. And, and they can really do that. And that is something to really look out for. And I stress more than anything: trust your local news media, especially if you're looking at official uh uh commercials, advertisements, political advertisements. It's your local news media who hopefully will jump in there if any local news media exists in your area which is not a guarantee at this point in American history
0: right well I think it's also an opportunity for voters to understand a little more about AI right because this is just one instance where it is penetrating our life and our experience but in essence, I mean, we touch AI every single day. We interact with it. Someone asked me, well, what time did I start using AI today? And my response was, well, what time did you pick up your phone? Did, mm-hmm. you, get your face? did you get on a website? So, just as a Did moment, you ask Alexa to
1: play a podcast? Yeah, exactly.
0: Exactly. Did your, you know, did your streaming service, you know, suggest your favorite and yet another favorite film of yours? Um, That is all AI working and this election really is going to come down to AI literacy. And that is people having a basic understanding of AI fundamentals. Like how is it, for example, that every time I go to this one, um, you know, streaming site, they keep they keep um, suggesting these um, movies that I would really like. How does that happen? Well, it's behavior. And the same type, so the, the technology is learning from our behavior. They don't know where I live. They don't know my name specifically, but they know my behavior. That same process is what's, what, what is happening and will happen with the election. So this is an opportunity for people to learn. And, um, and I do want to put a put a shout out to um, my organization, AI and You, um, where we launched an elections Um, platform, if you will, on our website, where you can go and just learn about the 2024 election in simple language. So go to AIANDU.org slash elections, and you can learn everything you might want to know or not want to know about this election. But the point is, is to really raise the level of AI literacy specifically around protecting your votes.
1: Yeah. And that's the thing I want to stress to people is, you know, the responsibility for this is really being shifted to the user. It's being shifted Mm -hmm. to you. Right. I found interesting in the AP poll in the story that was written um, by my friend and former colleague, Matt O'Brien, who is currently at the Associated Press. Um, And they did actually ask people in this poll what they believe the responsibility for this is. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'll share my screen real quick to talk about what people think that the responsibility should be. And that's going to be basically the tech companies making the AI tools more than 60%, 63% say that the responsibility falls on those technology companies and roughly 50% or more um, also say the news media, social media companies, and the federal government. Mm -hmm. which, you know, I understand all of those, but let's talk about why those things are not going to in any way help you, right? Um, I'll start with the news media. As a member of the news media now for more than two decades, we cannot chase down every piece of viral content on the internet to fact check. It's just not within our ability. Now, Political advertisements, that's a different... You'll probably see most news media jump on that. If it's a political ad you will probably find the Associated Press or, or even Market Watch, Wall Street Journal, mm-hmm. like these legitimate news organizations are going to chase down the provenance of that, talk about whether it's real or fake. But every other piece of content, like it's, it's, it's impossible. Every meme and, and, and every post is just impossible for us to chase down. What I suggest for people when it comes to the news media is identify the news media outlets you trust and mm-hmm. go straight directly to them. On a daily basis and get a feel for what is happening before wading into the muck of social media and seeing all the content that is made directly to misinform and disinform. If you have that base of, of, of you're reading the news every day from sources you trust, it's much easier for you to understand what might be fake, to understand what may you, you should question. And then you can even go like to that news media organization. I I try to answer emails. Right. If you have a trusted reporter and you see something that you think could be real, but you're not quite sure, shoot them an email. You might get a response back. They might even write a story about it. Right. So it is a two way street there. Um, talk just a little bit about the tech companies that make these AI, the, the social media, and, and, you know, with the federal government, it seems like uh, political advertisements would be on their radar, but there are no rules stopping political advertisements from using deep fake technology correct
0: correct um, unfortunately again fortunately and unfortunately the technology has advanced so quickly that um, congress has not been able to coalesce around how to even manage this um, so you have you know the, the leaders of these top ai developers on capitol hill Saying this very thing. Yeah, they're very concerned about the election, and then telling Congress, yeah, we need help, you need to regulate us. Well, that's not gonna happen mm-hmm. between now and next November. It's highly unlikely there's going to be some major shift, possibly, but meanwhile, campaigns are fully underway. And and you're right. Now, you know, there's there's this deep fake here and there's a deep fake there. In in a few months this thing is, it, it's really going to get rolling and there's going to be so much content out there that I don't know that there, you know, the AP is going to be able to, to catch every single one of them, right? Now it's big news because it's, it's all fairly spoken mm-hmm. to us. Um, so who knows how this is all going to play out? I think companies will continue to come out and express their commitment to, you know, not posting misinformation, but mm-hmm. I'm so certain that's realistic. Um, will government come out with some guardrails before the election? Maybe. Not right. hopeful. So, meanwhile, we need to protect our own votes.
1: Right, and, and Adobe is not going to do anything. Like they, they have tried with some watermarking features, as you discussed. You know, the tech companies that are making the tools that are being used. Even if they did create some way to always mark if a piece of content was artificially generated. Mm-hmm people would find ways uh, around that, you know, that mm-hmm. they, they, they would skim that program. They would come up with some kind of cheap version of it that, that does not. Right. And, and so you really have to, to think about that. Um, and, and now we, we've been going, for about 20 minutes now. So I just want to try to to sit back and for people who may have come in late, kind of recap what we've been talking about. There will be AI generated content in this election meant to misinform and disinform you. Um, You do want to know if you are part of a group that is being targeted if you are in a battleground or swing state if you're part of a marginalized group who may be targeted you you the the targets will not always be to get you to to change your vote one way or the other but maybe get you to not vote to not show up at the polls just to anger and inflame you Mm -hmm. there will be fake video there will be fake audio there will be fake mailers sent to your house um so so these are things to really watch out for. Are, are there any things at this point that, Susan, that we haven't really discussed or are other things we need to discuss?
0: Yeah, I, I mean, one thing is you briefly touched on local elections. You're absolutely right. I mean, this is this we're talking about the presidential election, but this what do they say? All all government is local. And I think one thing to highlight, too, is that while there are new tools that uh, allow this um misinformation to be created. There are also new tools that can help local and other elections. So for example, some tools that can help with get out the vote efforts or new tools that allow more accessibility for the, dis- di- for the disabilities communities. So it's not all bad um, because there are new tools that can be leveraged by everybody simply from our devices. So I would just encourage anybody in the electoral space or in your local elections, is just to do some research, you know, like, we're in a city of 2000 people, what's the best AI tool we can use to get out the vote and see what comes up. Um, so I just want to plant that seed as well that um, there are some things that that are good. <laughs>
1: Sure. Um, And there are good news organizations. We have a question now from the audience. Neil Sueda says it could be argued that even highly watched news stations like CNN and Fox News are both offering highly biased news, which could be construed as fake news. So isn't it a case of garbage in garbage out now? If you want to believe that CNN and Fox News are biased, I, I have my own opinions. Everybody has their own opinions. Choose other news organizations, right? I, I tell people, if you listen to NPR in the morning and watch PBS NewsHour at night, you've gotten very straight news that mm-hmm. is down the middle and, <laughs> and is, is, you can trust. That's a good point. (laughs) Um, You know, here in California, I I really trust an organization called Cal Matters, which is a nonprofit news organization that focuses a lot on governance and, and does a lot of good stuff with the election. I trust my local news organizations, right? I really do. You know, if you are lucky enough at this point in American history, as I said, to have a strong local news organization in your town, rely on them, pay them. Make sure you're using them because those are going to they're going to report on things that matter the most to this election. Right. Um, and, and yeah, there, there's plenty of others out there. Right. I, I, and so I if, if you don't like CNN or Fox News, I agree. I have not watched national broadcast news much for the last 23 years. Right. It's just I prefer to read. I do not like the style of a lot of broadcast news. I, I do think they they are sensationalist. I would not say biased. I certainly would not say fake news. They look for news that fits what they want to push, and then they push it really hard. Right? That's not bias. That's that's editorial direction. Mm-hmm. There, there's a there's you know different ways to say that, but there are so many news organizations out there now that, and many of them have been around for years and years and years, and are very well-respected. So pick three, four, five, six of those interact with them every day. You will get a good basis of the news of what's happening. And then, you know, and avoid those that you think are biased or you 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 don't trust. Right. And if those news organizations are reporting something you want to know about, check to see what your news organization said about it. You know, check MarketWatch, check Barron's. Hi, how's it going? We're here every day. Right, and you know, I just want to stress to people that are listening. I've been in this business for twenty-something years, and the people in it, you know, ninety-nine percent of them are well-meaning people, not getting paid enough to do what they do, who have gone through school and years of training to do what they do to make sure that they are presenting accurate news. Um, so, don't paint us all with with the brush of biased fake news there are many of us that try every day to present the most unbiased and real news we can obtain in that day. Um, you know, let me sorry. just jump
0: in here quickly with this, sure, um, sure. Jeremy. I was I did an event um, with a congressional member last week, um, and this was one of the topics in the community with just having a conversation about AI, including the election. And the congressman suggested to this large group of people, read your local newspaper, there are reporters that are paid to do research, like rely on your local newspaper. And I thought, well, that was, that was a great suggestion.
1: It really is. I can't suggest it enough. And if you don't want to read the physical paper, they probably have a newsletter oh, that yeah. comes out every day. You know, either all the news in one newsletter are just a political newsletter, mm-hmm. right? They may have a podcast you can listen right. to, right? <laughs> exactly. I, 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 and again, we stressed this before, Susan it's most important in these local elections, mm-hmm. misinformation and disinformation, you know, on the federal election is hard to actually have an effect. That's why they micro target battleground states, specific groups within those battleground states. It is much easier to use this to affect your local elections, your mm-hmm. local school board, your local city council. And these are the elections that are going to affect your child, you, you your parking rates, right? Like these are things that are going to have a daily effect. And those are the elections that only a few votes will swing it. And and all you have to do is come in right there at the end with some surprise AI gimmick to swing, you know, 50, 60, 70, 80 votes in some cases, depending on how large your city is to, to really make a difference. And and that's where I think the local news is so crucial in in those types of races.
0: And just to set, shed some light, speaking of local, there was a, a, mayor, a mayor's race in Toronto. And the issue, one of the key issues was homelessness. So someone, one of the candidates created a deep fake commercial, um, creating a lot of tents all over the city, making it look like the city was going to turn into a tent city. None of it was real, but it it worked as far as creating a lot of fear around the topic. So exactly what, to your points, um, that. This, this technology can be used in so many different ways.
1: Sure. Uh, one more question before we go. Local news too often simply parrots what AP or UPI send out, compounding the problem of fake or just wrong news, such as Israel bombed the Gaza hospital. When wrong, they were too slow to correct their errors. Don't go to local news for international and national news. Local news is for what's <laughs> happening in your community, right? And yes, they'll, they'll send out AP alerts and and... and I don't use UPI anymore that, you know, UPI is there, but it's not too popular. But yeah, you know they are the national and international news from your local news organization is the Associated Press. And again, I've quoted the Associated Press poll today. I know people who work at the Associated Press. They they try very hard and they're doing what they can in very confusing situations. And the fact that you know news may not be always accurate in the moment out of a war torn situation is not a reason to not trust a news organization. The fog of war is a very real thing. but, but yeah, let me just leave this to you, Susan. What is your organization doing? You mentioned your platform that people can go and visit on your website. Anything else you want to put forward here as we wrap it up?
0: No, I would just um, suggest that everybody um, become curious about AI and how it works and how it impacts our life and how it impacts our vote. And that's, as I mentioned, you know, you can learn a lot if you visit um, AIandu.org. In a very simple English, we're English and Spanish at this point, and now we're expanding to other languages. But that's all I would leave with is have a curiosity, learn more, understand more, and then maybe it won't be so confusing. And also, if something, does, what is that old saying? If something doesn't um, sound right, it's not. Well, if something doesn't sound or appear correct, really question it.
1: Definitely like the- in the moment, especially. You know, mm-hmm. question who is putting that, why they would be putting it, why you would be seeing it, um, you know, and what sources they're using. Where where does it come from? Right. It, it's that immediate questioning that, that journalists like myself do in the moment that everybody can do and needs to be doing to protect themselves and and our democracy in this election. Um, Susan, thank you so much for joining. Thank us. You. The organization is A.I. and U. Please check that out for more information, more education about AI literacy and how to protect yourself in the 2024 election cycle. Thank you all for joining us and and bringing us your questions. I'm Jeremy Owens. You can reach me at joens at marketwatch.com. Thank you so much for joining us.
0: The energy transition is a long and winding road, and it needs to be taken step by step. Learn more at SiemensEnergy.com.